0: This is an ABC podcast. G'day, Anne Jones here, and this is the ABC's nature program, Off Track. Many a mystery is sent into the Off Track inbox, and this one is a corker. Wrong answers only, everyone. Wait around to find out what could possibly be making that... that sound in a Daintree rainforest. It's been a while since we opened up our ears to your recordings, so here it is, another episode of Earworms from Planet Earth, our occasional series of programs which are made up entirely of sounds sent in by you, the listeners. Now it's coming up to that time of year again when the bush just becomes a cacophony of whinging babies, and Cecilia encapsulated this perfectly when she recorded this begging cockatoo in the Blue Mountains. I love how, when they get going, even their inhale is a whine. Anyway, get a cuppa, sit for a while, as we listen to the sounds of nature from all over Australia. Here's Phil from Darwin.
1: I made this recording of a pair of orange-footed scrubfowl from my veranda in suburban Darwin. They announce their territory at all hours from their nightly tree roost. I love these birds. So much joy from watching the pair tending their nesting mound and scratching around the garden together. They remind me of some sort of ancient dinosaur bird with their dark pointed heads and long orange toes.
0: I agree these birds do look like dinosaurs, especially in the feet. They're worth looking up. Go on, grab your phone, everyone. Orange-footed scrub fowl. Great calls, too. Like this one sent in from Glen in Cairns. Or this one from Bronwyn on the Atherton Tablelands. Bronwyn, can I visit you one day? Because your recordings are amazing. (coughs) Doran was up at Lake Eukenbeen in New South Wales when he recorded this chorus – and I sent it to University of New South Wales PhD student Gracie Liu, who is also a frog ID expert with the Australian Museum, actually.
2: So Darren, I just wanted to say that's a really great recording. You've submitted what is the number one most submitted frog call to the Frog ID app. So what's calling in the recording is the Common Eastern froglet, also known within the scientific community as Crenia Signifera. It's probably one of the most recognisable frog calls if you live in the southeastern states of Australia. So it's one of those frogs that will pretty much call at any time during the day. They'll call in the morning, they'll call in the afternoon, they'll call at night, any time. In the case of this frog, it's this very recognisable, continuous click, 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 click. And what I love about this frog is that it's such a small frog. You know, it's no bigger than the size of my thumbnail. But it's got such a loud voice. And I don't think anyone's really studied this, but if I was to put a bat on a frog with the loudest call for its size, I think this species would be really up there on my list. It's typically brownish to orangey in colour, with stripes running down its body. You get them calling in people's backyards, you get them calling in the bushland, in a ditch, on the side of the road, even they'll be calling on the beach, you know, it's it's salty, it's windy, and you think, what animal would even want to live here? But they're resilient little frogs, and you know, it's kind of comforting when I go out on a bushwalk, and it's like a very rainy day, and you know, there's not much wildlife out, but then I'll hear the crinia calling, and it's just this lovely reminder that there's always life out, even if we can't always see it.
0: You know, over time, I reckon that this little bird would have to be one of the most recorded mystery sounds that I get sent at Off Track. Tom sent this in and apologised for the traffic noise. But you can still hear that gorgeous bird. David from Smythes Creek in Victoria had this crystal clear recording, which really shows off a typical call of this little bird. And a little bit of magpie. It's such a wonderful call but a relatively secretive little bird so I get lots and lots of emails with sounds like this from Deborah in Forster in New South Wales asking who is making that sound? It's a grey shrike thrush. It's a smallish grey bird with plumage so smooth that it Almost looks as if an artist rendered it with a fuzzy, soft, grey lead. Its beak has a tiny, sharp hook, and it's an efficient hunter of bugs and beetles and lizards and even other birds. Listen to some of the recordings sent in from around the country for Off Track. Dorothy in Sydney. Sam from Clunes, Pete from Tarandara, Absolute Show-Off Bird, and this was recorded by Sean Dooley in Beechworth, Victoria. in Sean's help, actually, on this recording from Ian in Drake, New South Wales. Ian wrote, My wife and I have lived here in the bush out of Drake for over 30 years. This melodic whistle is a new call. It reminds me of the common blackbirds I heard growing up in central Victoria. And the first thing I thought was blackbirds. Yeah, it sounds like it. They're a thrush and they do sing like little angels. But something about it made me get in touch with Sean Dooley from BirdLife Australia, and he said that it's another sort of thrush, a bassian thrush. These are a gorgeous dappled bird that darts around in the shade of trees. While we're on the topic of mystery birds, Wendy sent in this recording. She writes, this very noisy bird will wake us up every morning at about 4.30am with its very loud call of mi gecko me, gecko. And followed by a tapping noise. This is the call of a wattlebird. Ironically, there's a blackbird in the background as well. Wattlebirds are so percussive and excellent. Here's a recording from Ray in Hawthorne. And wattlebirds are also the topic of this wonderful set of sounds sent in from Jen Skate.
3: My name is Jen Skate and I live in Thornbury, a northern suburb in Melbourne, quite close to the Darabin Creek have a front and backyard filled with trees, mostly fruit trees, but there is a large silver princess in the front yard and the neighbours behind have several large gum trees. Wattlebirds pretty much reign supreme at my place. I composed this piece of music after transcribing four different bird calls. I used these calls as composition cells that I organised to describe the drama of a territorial dispute. As a musician, I find the tiny, cellular structure of a bird call endlessly fascinating. The call could be a simple repeated pattern of two or three notes, but then you listen closely and realise that the bird has changed the pattern by shifting one of the notes lower or higher. The rhythms are also really interesting. These birds are such inventive composers and improvisers. Since I've been working from home, I have had much more time to not just hear the birds, but to really listen. And the more I've been at home, the noisier these birds seem to be.
0: Even though they're a beefy bird, this wattlebird is actually being chased by a willy-wagtail. And it was recorded by Michael.
4: I'm Michael Trelaw. These are the sounds of my piece of paradise. I live in the southwest corner of WA, between Bunbury and Busselton. Over the last 15 years, I've slowly started rehabilitating an old farm back to its original bush state. As time has gone, more and more birds, mammals, marsupials and reptiles have made this their home. Enjoy my piece of paradise.
0: One of the most fascinating birds in Australia, white-winged chuffs. This was sent in by John, who recorded them near Mansfield in Victoria, and he said there must have been 40 to 50 of them. Such interesting calls. Half like bombs falling, and half scolding rasps. These are the birds that build a communal nest, that expand blood vessels in their eyes to make them glow red when they're angry, and they also kidnap other chups and even keep slaves. Yeah, like I said, they are fascinating birds. Joe from Boona in Queensland hears this little mournful call on his walks, so I sent it to an expert to help find out what it could be.
4: My name is Mark Anderson. I'm from Sydney and what I can hear in this recording is the song of a brown quail. Now this has to be one of Australia's least imaginatively named bird species. The brown quail doesn't sound very exciting but it's a handsome little ground bird. It's got a very delicate pattern to its plumage and, and they do what quail are really good at and that is hide and skulk around in grasses and undergrowth. If brown quail are in the area I think it's fair to say you probably more of a chance of hearing them than you are of seeing them so i think this is a good example of where learning the songs and calls of some of the birds and other wildlife species around your local area can be very enjoyable especially when it comes to more cryptic species like a quail because even if you don't end up seeing the bird it's very satisfying to ID it and know they're around just by using your ears
0: Hi, Annie Warburton here in the backyard of my North Hobart home. I'm trying to sneak up on my new resident frog and record him croaking, which he does every evening. He's only been here a couple of weeks. I don't have a pond in my backyard, but he seemed to like a spot up against my back fence where there's a creeper growing in an old tub that's not draining properly, so there's a fair bit of winter rain pooling there there's a lot of leaf litter around too and it's under a lemon tree next to my compost bin which is chock-a-block with worms which might be another reason he's moved in he's starting early today
2: hi Anne My name's Jordan Crawford-Ash and I'm a Frog core validator for the Frog ID app at the Australian Museum in Sydney. In your lovely recording, I can hear the brown tree frog or Latoria Eye. This is the only whistling frog species in Tasmania, so it was easy for me to ID. Ewing Eye or the brown tree frog may not look like much on the outside. In general, they are quite plain and brown, although there are some which can have patterns or even some green on them. However, they all have a gorgeous red thigh if you're lucky enough to catch a glimpse when they're moving around.
0: Please record nature sounds and send them in just like Annie did and even better, just like Annie, record yourself talking about them, describing maybe what you see or even asking questions for me send your audio to offtrack at abc.net.au. Mark from near Noosa in Queensland wrote, rushed out of the bedroom and onto the deck to watch an epic fight between two brush turkeys, juking it out with feathers flying. After they fought their way across the paddock and out of sight, I noticed a high-pitched twittering coming from the roof structure above me almost out of my wife's hearing range. I'm pretty sure it's microbats, as I know we have at least one roosting somewhere in this veranda roof. Well, Mark, what an excellent recording to receive, and then to admit I have absolutely no idea about. So, I called in roadside ecologist Josie Stiles. She's normally lurking around here as a frog expert, but I happen to know that she spends the other half of her professional life also lurking around dark places looking for microbats. So here's what Josie had to say.
1: Wow, Anne, you're really making me work for it this time. There are definitely no frogs calling in this recording, but I can hear the crack of an eastern whipbird. The high-pitched twittering of scrub wrens. And I can definitely hear microbat social calls in there, but there's just no way of knowing what species is making them. Because most microbats call at frequencies that the human ear can't pick up, I had an idea to play the recordings you sent me through a super awesome microbat call recording device called an Anabat Walkabout. Microbats have a unique shape and frequency to their call and is a key way for us to identify and distinguish microbat species. I was hearing and seeing a series of what looked like microbat chatter in the region of about 8 to 16 kilohertz in both recordings. The upper limit of the recording is 16 kilohertz, which means the ultrasonic or high-frequency echolocation-type calls that microbats usually make when foraging or flying around were not evident in this recording. This is to be expected, though, as the recordings were made during the day when microbats are roosting. Now I never trust myself 100% with microbat call analysis, especially if they're from Queensland. So I called upon the Australasian Bat Society Brains Trust. Greg Ford is a recognised microbat call expert from Queensland, and he agreed that there were social calls of microbats in the recording. Being very familiar with the region, Greg concluded that the microbats most likely to be roosting in the roof space are probably small evening bats from the family Vespertilionidae, that have echolocation calls in the region of about 40 to 50 kilohertz, which are way beyond the capability of our human ears and also Dr. Tabone's recording device. Only specialized devices like anabats can record ultrasonic microbat calls. Examples of a small evening bats include the little forest bat, Vespertilio volternus, and the long-eared bats, like Nyctophilus gouldii, Nyctophilus jeffrii, uh, Nyctophilus corbinii and all the other Nyctos, which are commonly found roosting in houses and sheds. Remember, never touch a bat in the wild, but if you do see one in trouble, call the RSPCA, WIRES or your local rescue service immediately. You could save a life.
0: sound holds so much information. And if there's something amazing that you hear, record it and send it to Off-Track, just like Emily from Melbourne did. And here's what she wrote. I've got a recording here from the Daintree Rainforest from August, 2018. I recorded a snippet of the sounds because it sounded prehistoric. Towards the end of the recording, you'll hear these loud noises that made me think dinosaurs were nearby in the jungle. I've been wondering what made that noise. Do you think it was a cassowary? We saw a male cassowary and his chick cross a path in front of us a little later on that walk, which was truly mind-blowing. Emily, I have never heard a cassowary myself, so I sent this to an expert.
5: G'day, this is Elliot Leach. I've just listened to a very interesting recording from the Daintree Rainforest, sent in by Emily. Emily's wondering if the groaning noises are made by a cassowary, since she saw one with his chicks. But I actually think that this recording could be a female yaoi giving a mating bellow. It's either that or Boss Taurus. And um, in the background of my recording right now, you can hear desert tree frog, and maybe ornate burrowing frog. So hope that helps, Emily. Um, Keep up the good work, and I'll see you next time.
0: Okay, so, Emily, it's a cow. I did delve into the ABC archives to try and find a cassowary recording for you, Emily, and me. And I found this from 1978, when the natural history unit at the ABC was still in full swing. That is legitimately terrifying. Well, a frankly brilliant bunch of sounds, all recorded by you, the listeners of Off Track. And remember, if you've got a smartphone or a tablet, then you can also become a nature recording connoisseur. Just remember to send it to Off Track so everyone can enjoy it. The email address is offtrack at abc.net.au. That's offtrack at abc.net.au. I'm Ann Jones. That's a cassowary. And do me a favour, make sure you lose it before you meet me here at the same time next time because I'll be just taking you somewhere else.